the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about 800-516-1220. But joining me now, Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. How are you, Mr. O'Hare? Hey, good morning, Rob. I'm doing fine. Thank you. Um, talking a little bit about um, the market highs, 7 out of 10 days or something like that. Uh, what do we need to focus on out of the gate? Well, you know, we think that the, the market has obviously shown some tremendous resilience here to, to selling efforts, and it's a uh, uh, kind of a, a case of more of the same, really, I think, where you have um, uh, participants falling back on the recognition that some uh, purported, you know, worst-case scenarios have not unfolded, specifically the uh, potential uh, uh, geopolitical risk in surrounding Russia and Ukraine. Um, and at the same time, you had uh, the ECB come out and offer some uh, some more policy support, and you have the Fed that's out there, of course, saying, "Look, you know, we're not going to raise the Fed funds rate anytime soon." And so, with the um, momentum stocks and the small cap stocks uh, turning themselves around, it's just kind of fed on itself here, and you have this this mentality kicking in that you know people are now fearful again about missing out on another leg higher and that that fear has kicked in on uh, several occasions many occasions really uh, during this five-year run off of those uh, generational lows taking a look at what we have in the stock market your column uh, on the page one mentioned low volume little selling interest um, little you know, pushback that people don't really want to sell the leaders. They kind of want to hold on to the big names. Um, what do you think about a summertime market high? Because these all seem to be very indicative of lackadaisical reasons to, to hit record highs or lackadaisical reasons to hold on. Yeah, it's really it's a peculiar condition right now. I mean, the market uh, behavior is, and what I said in page one, is, you know, it's been formulaic. Uh, I probably could have also said it seems a bit fabricated, uh, forced, if you will, because um, there's just a market that's kind of just trading this idea that, um, you know, things can't go wrong, you know. Um, nothing has, has uh, none of these worst-case scenarios have unfolded, so why not keep buying stocks? <laughs> you know, it's kind of that, that dangerous attitude, really. Some people would call it complacency. Um, you know, it's a little bit concerning to us. Um, you know, we think that the market is, has, on a short-term basis here anyway, gotten uh, overbought and, and is probably due for some some consolidation and some selling interest to, to kick in here, but clearly there there still is not a, a rush to the exit, and we can't forget either that, um, you know, while the low volume doesn't signal a lot of conviction behind this rally, at the same time, markets can go down on low volume too, and they're just hanging in there. They're not doing that, and I think it has to do in large part with the uh, proverbial Fed put that remains under this market. Um, you know, there's just not a lot of concern that uh, uh, we're going to see the market, you know, just fall apart, you know, out of nowhere. And uh, that's been an underpinning factor here. And, uh, and of course, the Fed has continued to provide that support. And it's kind of a this, this trade of, you know, you're going to ride it for all it's worth. Uh, if the trend's not broken, don't fix it, 
right? So we're uh, just hanging in there and hanging around, not doing much of anything, but just sort of drifting higher. Now, with that said, are you more of a stock guy or are you more of an ETF index guy when you're talking about the markets and what maybe people should have in their portfolios? Yeah, I, I look at just kind of the broad overview, S&P 500 primarily, um, okay. not so much individual stocks. Um, and, you know, when we, you know, take a look at the market and, um, you know, we kind of, I should admit, I don't play chess, but you can say, you know, the market is kind of like a chess game. You're constantly trying to reposition things to gain an advantage against your opponent, and uh, and you know, and and as the opponent moves, you have to rethink your strategy. And that's the market's a dynamic place, and so that's what you have to do here. And I think that right now, um, you know, one has to take into account some of the changing risk right, risk reward dynamics that are kicking in here. We've obviously had a tremendous amount of reward, um, but the landscape is changing. You know, the money that's being made is not being made as easily, um, and I think one needs to to take a you know, account of that and perhaps be a little bit more defensive here. Um, but, you know, one of the things I think, you know, I get some pushback on as a market analyst here is uh, when I point out that people do need to be somewhat more conscientious about risk, people automatically conclude that I'm being bearish. Uh, but that's not the case. Um, you know, our market view has been positive for 2014. We had suggested that we'd see a 6 to 7% total return this year. Uh, we're obviously tracking just fine in that respect right now, but uh, but saying you need to be more conscientious about risk doesn't necessarily mean you're you're bearish. It's just basically experience speaking. Uh, we've seen these types of runs in the past, and one needs to be cognizant that uh, the potential for emotional selling to kick in is is rising here as the market kind of gets driven higher by some of these artificial support structures. So, with all this out there, the Fed Reserve put, if our audience will, you know, sometimes want to think, okay, I want to be the first one out. Is there a point in time where you think that teeter-totter goes from growth stock market to some air coming out? Is there, what should we be looking for as a, a sign that if you do want to try to market time, and I don't, but if you do, this is something to maybe be a sign or two to, to look for? Right. Well, of course, they don't ring a bell at the top of the market or at the bottom of the market for that. Wouldn't matter. it be nice? Yeah, it sure would. And and we kind of saw a little bit of you know what you're alluding to, uh, you know, in uh, April and May, where you saw the small cap stocks uh, really come in strong. You saw a lot of those momentum names really come in strong. And the the concern at that point is that it might bleed over into the blue chip issues. Well. You know, it didn't happen, and that was one of the inflection points, really, that allowed for this market rally to kick in here that we're seeing. But that would be something, though, that, you know, is something to be mindful of, is that if you do see these, you know, small cap and, you know, momentum names come back in yet again, uh, and the blue chips don't respond in the next go-around, that would be concerning here that you're, you know, moving into some, some topping activity, and, um, and that would be something to be uh, on the watch for. Okay. Anything else that you're working on right now that is showing up on your radar that might show up on ours in a couple of weeks? Um, well, I'm going to be updating our you know, briefing.com's market view uh, this okay. week. I uh, kind of touched on that a little bit earlier. I think that, you know, we've been rooted, that view has been rooted in a fundamental perspective. You know, we've had earnings growth, we've had low inflation, we've had low interest rates, uh, and that's been a, you know, a nice formula for stock market gains. 
those factors are still intact, all things considered. So we think that the conditions are ripe still for the stock market to have a, you know, a positive year. Uh, but again, you know, we're just going to continue to point out this uh, to our readers that, you know, be more risk uh, sensitive here uh, over the next uh, several months, you know, as you uh, look at your portfolios. But um, so that's what I'll be working on. And, I'm, uh, and then I'm going to also be looking at uh, some of the the retail sales report that's come out on Thursday for some indications of how the uh, consumers tracking on the other side of the uh, the polar vortex period. In your piece earlier this morning, and I'm speaking to Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. It's my favorite first go-to website there is. I think everyone can stand to benefit from it. You talked a little bit about some of the retail names like Radio Shack, and I just I haven't been in one forever because I haven't needed that cable. Are they one of those companies that Amazon is just basically crushed because if you need that cable, you get it there, and you don't actually have to fire up the car. You don't actually have to go look for it. Uh, is Radio Shack going to be relevant in the future, do you think? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, it's not looking that way, uh, frankly. I mean, this is a, uh, a stock that's trading just above a dollar. <laughs> and so um, I would say that there's a lot of portfolio managers who, who can't even touch it anyway, even if they want to play the turnaround idea. Um, and it is becoming increasingly irrelevant in this consumer electronics landscape. Um, so they actually had a lot, they have a lot of restructuring to do to kind of uh, try and uh, survive, if you will, in what is probably one of the most competitive industry landscapes out there. And uh, yeah, Amazon has certainly made some inroads there, as Best Buy can attest, and the uh, the formerly um, uh, Circuit City, now defunct, can attest. So it's not a uh, not easy space to survive in, especially when you have someone like an Amazon uh, uh, making the inroads that it has. Thanks very much. That's Patrick O'Hare, Chief Market Analyst, Briefing.com. He's with us every Tuesday at 7.30, but it's 8.30 uh, for different reasons. So appreciate him coming on and being such a good sport that he is. If you want to talk stocks or money or investing, don't be shy. It's 800-516-1220. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Again, don't be shy. Um, I'll take a look at some emails as well. If you want to drop a strategy email, rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Some other business stories of note today. The FAA approved the first certificate of commercial drone operations over land. Now, it's oddly enough in BP, uh, Alaska, you know, Prudhoe Bay, BP's exploration. And it's a small little drone, uh, but it's the first time an unmanned aircraft will be performing routine commercial services over land in compliance with FAA guidelines. Interesting to note. Uh, I think you're going to see more and more of this. And much like Lyft and Uber has kind of hurt the cab business, um, the drones are going to hurt delivery businesses, right? 800-516-1220 calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Three-star 
General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.